When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forever. Dog. Hailing from the great state of Pennsylvania, an entertainer known the world over for her quick wit, quick beauty and scabby knees, it's Willem! And also hailing from the great state of Pennsylvania, a queen known for her hair, nails, and anus, it's Alaska Thunderfuck, 5,000 of the planet, Good evening. Good. Well, first of all, good evening, panel of distinguished judges, and welcome, listeners, to the very... Established and distinguished audience. Welcome to the very first episode of Pageant Pod, which we will lovingly call Padge Pod. Little Padge Podge. It's a little Padge Podge. In this eight episode limited series podcast, we will be exploring the fabulous and dramatic history of drag pageants and how these queer institutions help shape drag culture in general. That's right. And long before RuPaul's Drag Race was even a twinkle in RuPaul's eye, uh, there were many, many drag pageants with legacies that have spanned decades and have laid the groundwork for so many beloved queens in pop culture to succeed today. Mm -hmm. And Pageant Podge will also explore uh, the twinkle in the stinkle eye because there's a lot of side eye in the pageants. We'll be focusing on shade, on throwing the shade, catching the shade. Um, mm-hmm. And Pageant Pod will focus on some of the biggest pageant systems on the scene and the legendary queens who have competed for their titles. Yes, we've got really amazing interviews with iconic queens, the divas of drag, mm-hmm. um, discussions about great pageant documentaries like The Queen and Pageant, as well as conversations about the future of drag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. No. no. Pageant Patch Podge. Patch Podge. You know, I just saw on, on TV last night that there's a new um documentary called Burn This Letter, Please. It's streaming on mm. Discovery Plus. And it's mm-hmm. all these letters that they found, most of them like 60 years old from like the 60s and before that, of these drag queens that lived and like did their thing back then. And these pictures, honey, I had no idea you were working back then. How dare you? It there was are, me. There are, it was three, me. there are three queens that look like your spitting image sisters. Exposed. One was definitely me because she had spit on her chin. <laughs> We're exposed. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, 
what what is the what is the inspiration behind this? I think it's just because we found ourselves talking about pageants a lot. Yeah. Um and we were like we should just let this spill over into its own thing and really like dive deep into the world A of deep like dive. drag fashion. Deep dive. Yeah. I just really wanted to know how to affix jewelry to my body without getting keloids. That was my well, goal. And I thought some of these girls would better know. <laughs> it's we do have exclusive interviews where we just ask about adhesives. Mm-hmm. Uh truly. Now, um, why are pageants so intriguing to you? Well, I mean, this is, I mean, this is the thing about pageants is like before drag race existed, the the pageant system was, if you wanted to be a successful drag queen, the pageant system was where you went. That Mm -hmm. was, that was the journey. That was your path. And so like, there's all this history there. It goes back a really long time. There's so much, um, there's so much tradition and like pomp and circumstance and like rules. And I find it very fascinating. And I just love to sit around and watch YouTube clips of like gown category from any year that's out there. Just put it on and mm-hmm. just at, at any time you can find it like really sickening and entertaining. And sometimes you see the same gowns from other girls. It's all just a, hasto- a <sighs> case of history requeefing. <laughs> Uh, you, as the listener, should join us on this journey because, yes. um, you know, we make anything entertaining. And some of these pageants can be long-winded, as am I. Um, <laughs> each episode, in the in the tradition of pageants, each episode will be four hours long. Um, this is just the the minimum. And then we and then we add in <laughs> 50, 58 minutes of commercials. <laughs> Um, okay, like- okay, so now, okay, dear listeners, now please perk up your ears as we take you on a brief history of drag pageants in America. Mm-hmm. The first modern non-gay American pageant was staged by P.T. Barnum, a noted racist and carny, in 1854, but his was a beauty contest and that was closed down by public protest once they saw Alaska's face. Oh, Jerry, 1854. Honey, everyone starts somewhere. Bunny plays second. (laughs) Drag pageants started within the gay community during the 1960s with a national circuit of pageants organized by Flawless Sabrina, Sabrina. of course. Flawless Sabrina is sickening. She's um, Mm -hmm. the drag mother of Zachary Drucker, who uh, produced Mm. Transparent, lots of other things. I learned Mm -hmm. a lot about Flawless Sabrina through Zachary and her work in keeping her legacy alive. And Flawless Sabrina did pageants from the Ozarks to anywhere that would basically fit enough contestants in a hotel, would let the contestants in, and had a ballroom. Right, Um, exactly. And honey, there was always room for the balls. Let me tell you that. Uh, now, these drag pageants were held predominantly in gay bars during the post-Stonewall era, 1969 and after, and evolved mm-hmm. independently. And uh, yes. also, uh, they were racist a lot of the times. And we'll touch Damn. on that. Uh, but yeah. that, that racism helped create other things, like what we know now as the ball culture. Right, exactly. You know, which, is, which has prevailed. Um, yeah. Um, so pageants take the format of the Miss America contest and the first national gay pageant was Miss Gay America, which happened in 1972 at the Watch Your Hat and Coat Saloon. <laughs> watch, watch Your Hat and Coat. 
Uh, Willem's the door girl, or Willem's the coat check girl. I'm coat check, baby. Checking all the pockets. You need to watch the hat and the coat. Um, And that was in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was Nashville's first gay dance and show bar. Did you you like working there? I did. You know, I did. I did. And I, honey, I'm, I'm still watching my hat and my coat. (laughs) <laughs> uh, a gentleman named Jerry Peake opened this bar in 1971 and it was an instant sensation and as all good gay things are the straight people flocked to it uh, the straight people they liked went, it too honey they all did um, and <laughs> we're gonna talk more about some straight straight men there's a Philadelphia never mind we'll get to it uh, <laughs> Miss Rachel Harlow has some had some admirers in Philadelphia okay um, but and Norma Christie, representing the great state of Arkansas, was crowned as the winner of the 1973 Miss Gay America pageant and eventually took ownership of the pageant from Jerry Peak. Mm-hmm. Miss Gay America got really, really popular, but many of the female impersonators who were living full time as girls, as showgirls, uh, they weren't able to compete in the pageant because there were lots of rules about like surgery and they basically mm. barred trans contestants from competing. So that's why Miss Continental was created. Well, wow. They said, fuck America. We're going to be the whole continent, honey. Honey, continent, darling. Continental. Mm -hmm. Uh, I live. uh, Continental breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Exactly. So some of the early drag pageants happened in nightclubs in the 60s. Uh, For instance, in 1967, the Miss All-America Camp Beauty Contest Mm. at Town Hall in New York City was featured in The Queen, which we'll be talking about a little bit. Uh, Miss Gay America uh, started in 1972. Mm -hmm. Miss Gay U.S. of A. started in 79. Continental, um, probably. A kiss on the hand. (laughs) 1980. And then National EOY started in 91. We um, and we're going to be talking to legends who have won a couple of those a decade apart. So we've got we've got crowns and gowns. We've got title holders, honey. We got the wrists are limp because of the jewelry. It's so heavy, <laughs> and it has that one dangly jewel that dangles down on a chain. Oh yeah, the dingle bop. Yeah, the dingle bopper. That's the technical. <laughs> that's the technical term. Because if you don't tip them, you bop a bitch with it and get their <laughs> scratch your cornea. Uh-huh. There is a rich history of drag pageants here that goes back decades, um, and we're able to access the living legends, and we thought it was important to do that because we need to bring these stories uh, to your attention before they disappear. I mean, RuPaul's not putting them on, so this is our service to everybody to hopefully instill a love of pageantry in us to you and a new audience so we can celebrate those who came before us and, um, you know, all that good stuff. Hallelujah. Let's take a break. And oh, let's yeah. Get... She won EOY 2010, California. <laughs> Miss Shanji, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, she did. She yeah. did. I was, I was dead last. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, you have broken the rules. <laughs> <laughs> rules that are in place to, to protect the fairness of this competition. <laughs> That's right. Why don't we go ahead and take a break and we're going to we're going to get the rule book out. We're going to dust it off and we're going to get into the rules. Somebody get me a TI-34. I got to add up these pageant numbers. Five for walk, five for talk, five for bathing suit, five for gown, ten for mug and hair and ten for beauty. Hinge. 
Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yeah. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Have you tried the Factors? I've loved the Factors. It's been the it factor for me, actually, for a while because there's so many different choices. Like, you have 35 different things to choose from every week, and they're all different, and they, it's like... I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in 2 minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's savings you can taste. That's drag code drag50 at factormeals.com slash drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We had the pleasure of interviewing some amazing queens while making Patch Podge. So here is a preview of some of the amazing queens you will hear from over the next eight episodes and some of their favorite memories of pageants past. Consummate professional, master illusionist, Aurora Sexton. I won my first pageant in uh, Colorado at the age of 13. It was Miss Gay Pride Youth, Colorado. And that kind of started my trajectory of love for pageants. I got into my first professional review show at 15. And my mom had to sign a parental consent and come to half the shows, but they were in a restaurant. So I was technically allowed. And the girls that I met were involved in US of A pageants and Miss Gay America and all these other contests and once I saw the videos I was hooked. So I was literally studying these videos all through my teens, just waiting and ready to go, knowing I was gonna blow the roof off when I finally got the chance. 
And the first national pageant I ever did was Miss Gay USA. And it was the year Alyssa Edwards won. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be so fabulous. And they said, here's 24th place. Have a seat. Enjoy the show. (laughs) And then a decade later, I went back and I won every category with perfect scores. And I won the pageant. Many of us have used the term pageant queen Mm -hmm. as a compliment as a diss as a general describing term um and a pageant queen if if you were to use it popular items on a woman that it would refer to include beaded gowns (laughs) hair loafs um a certain way of speaking when answering a question with lots of diction and restating the question um but a lot of these things are positives too in everyday life and can be used to uh help people um Exactly. the talent and the personality and the uniqueness amongst queens who compete in pageants is vast. There's not just one type of pageant queen. Oh, exactly. Um, And the actual unifying factor with pageant queens is that they've all worked within a set of rules or parameters. Okay, pageants don't just happen. They're built on systems. There's rules. There's traditions. There's legacies. So we put together a basic rundown of the most common pageant system structures. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's look at the, let's look at how this works. So a national a national pageant. This is like the big one that everybody talks about. And if you win, mm-hmm. you are the title holder for a whole year. And that title right. comes with strings that you have to fulfill going to preliminary pageants for a certain yes. amount of dollar amount. And if you have a gig that pays more and you don't go, you can get your crown and title taken away. If you, yes. If you and decide, there's a lot of bobby pins, so it's hard to take the crown back. It's this hard is, to take it off. This is true. Sometimes they put some natties in there, too. <laughs> they got a track they, tra- they got a track in the front for a swoop-de-doop and a bang. Um, these these pageants do have a lot of rules but um it's one of those things that can help a young performer grow and hone in on her craft jasmine masters has this video where she's telling a girl um to do a little bar pageant get her stuff together because it will help you learn how to like change real quick and to like get make sure you know how to pack a bag and know how to make a list and check all your things off and you know another mirror for the so you can see the back of your hair in the walk-in freezer glass Mm, like exactly there's lots of things about big national pageants and all the rules which can help a girl even if she doesn't win later in her career yeah, it's definitely a training ground. I mean, it it was it was for me uh, a little bit because you know getting read for the dirt for detail by detail about everything that's fucked up about you is a great way to learn how to be better. Maybe that could be a whole podcast. <laughs> All right, we're starting <laughs> everything that's fucked up about you with the podcast now on the Mom Network. Advertisers so- inquire within. <laughs> Exactly. So basically, okay, there's, I don't know, there's preliminaries. So you like, that happens in your region. Okay, so, so a a standard regional pageant is a pageant where there's no specific residency requirement other than you're from the US. And then there's a limited regional, Mm -hmm. which is you must reside for at least 90 days in a contiguous state to the location of the place. Oh my God, we're really in the fucking rule books. And then they they have... Subsection C. (laughs) 
Yeah, a closed state pageant is a state pageant where contestants must meet the 90-day residency requirement and must qualify as a winner or first alternate through an official city or metropolitan preliminary. And then the last most open one is an open state page, and that's a state pageant whereby there are no official uh, location residency preliminary pageants, and contestants must meet the 90-day residency requirement of that particular state in order to enter. Also, you must have sucked at least two security guards and one Mm, barback or two bartenders in an adjoining or local bar. Excuse me, excuse me. I can prove that she only lived here for 89 days. That's right. She is disqualified. I have the utilities bill. <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> the Spectrum, the Spectrum Internet. The body, the beauty, and the booty. It's Akira Chanel Davenport. The thing with Black Universe is it's one of those systems... It's always been known as one of those systems where it's the top tier system to win. So especially for the black community. So if you were a former Miss Black Universe or the current reigning Miss Black Universe, you were like the creme de la creme. So for me coming in fresh off the newcomer circuit, I was pretty much a baby queen in their eyes. So I was pretty much just going to be intermission, probably free to look at. Those were the things that they was thinking was coming their way. But bitch, I had a plan. I had a plan for him. <laughs> Not only did you have a plan, but you executed it like very well within an inch of its life. Like that was that was sickening. Yeah, um, I won every category except for question and answer. And that's all because drinking before question and answer might not work in your favor. <gasps> oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, there's there are so many rules. Okay. Some pageants require that the contestants be, and this is quote, biological males. Um, oh. and that's the term that is used on the websites, which is, you know, I mean, th- these these rules are always evolving and and we hope to see them like um evolve even more. Um so okay, some more rules. There's uh, but also with that rule, they have rules about like you, you're not allowed to have face work in some, or you can't have body work in others. But <laughs> well, you're out of both of those. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> well, <laughs> you have to be at right. Least tw- They're very specific. They're like you can't have you can't have any um, silicone work from the neck down in mm-hmm. in certain pageants. You have to be at least 21 years of age and able to show proof of age. Uh, for most pageants, because they usually are in bars, um, and this is where this is where I take great umbrage. The use of or dispensing of illegal drugs or marijuana will not be tolerated at a pageant. Immediate disqualification will result for those that break this rule. Okay, well, okay. Um, any contestant that is not in the appointed place at the appointed time will lose administrative points. So you got to be on time. Mm-hmm. That's a good lesson that, to, that you can learn from the patch world. Can't be late. Look at what happened to uh, uh, Chichi Rodriguez. You know, putting her wig on in the stairwell. <laughs> and then she didn't win. Um, she got docked. Her <laughs> talent was great. Her talent was fantastic, but she got docked because she was... Now, how do you know who she has foreskin? <laughs> um, any contestant, contestant's dancer, helper, dresser, who is caught in the act of stealing or tampering with another person's possessions will be immediately disqualified and removed from the location of the patch. 
Okay. Uh, and well, okay, caught in the act. Um, any <laughs> contestant in the top five not staying on stage for the entire crowning and picture taking will forfeit their placement and their prize money. So even mm-hmm. if you're bitter boots, you have to stay. Now is not the sh- time to show temperament. <laughs> As oh, I've was- shown temperament. <laughs> Um, you need to temper those eggs before you mix that foundation into them. Uh, <laughs> or, it'll sc- or it'll scramble. Whipped. <laughs> A whipped body move. They've curdled. Whipped Honey, body your foundation mousses. curdled. <laughs> she turned. She pivoted, and then that face turned. Um, curdled. The icon herself, star of stage and screen, it's Ms. Sheik, Sheik, Candice Kane. You add queens in the mix. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't some, you know, you know, Miss America pageant where everybody has to be nice. These are like crafty, shady queens, honey. And I remember being downstairs and one girl tore through. Who took my heel? Who took my heel? And everybody's like, girl, I don't know. Now, motherfucker, someone better. I better see that heel on my table. I'm walking to the bathroom. And if it's not back, I'm going through everybody's back. I mean, it was like, yeah, there was a couple of those moments where you're like, oh, my God. This is crazy. There are many categories in a pageant. Uh, Some of them sometimes are personal interview or uh, that can sometimes be presentation it depends on the Mm. pageant uh but personal interview is also uh done the day before sometimes and that's out of drag there's a famous picture of coco montrese and alexis mateo uh and i want to say in boy drag but like because it feels like it feels even more foreign than actual drag seeing them dressed like this right um but the meme the meme caption says when you have to dress mask for a work event (laughs) (laughs) Because they're in like suit and ties. It's very Yes. It's always like a suit but but like acrylic nails. Uh Uh-huh. Active one. Not an eyebrow to be found. Nary nary a brow at all. That's usually the vibe. Color spray (laughs) behind they they ask you to bend your ear forward to see if there's color spray behind your ear. They'll get they'll get so a girl. Binary. Yeah. So binary. Um, okay. So personal interview. There's talent, which usually lasts between five to seven minutes, uh, with a limited stage prop setup time for fairness. Uh, <laughs> drag, drag queen of the year. <laughs> we tried, honey. <laughs> you we tri- tried. You tried it. <laughs> um, recently, there have been uh, more rules added to the talent portion. So no glitter, no fire, no water. So Captain uh, Planet's out. Right, exactly. Uh, but I'll, I'll still do heart. Okay, I'm still going to do heart. Oh. Um, no live animals or reptiles. Uh, and, <laughs> and music must be turned in on a CD. Oh, oh wow. Right. And so you can use uh, uh, dead gear monsters. And, um, oh, shit. And <laughs> you can you use dead animals? I think there's nothing against dead animals. I mean, this is all for safety and fairness, though, because if the girl before you does glitter, water, then even if they mop the stage and wipe it down, you're still going to be dancing on a fucking moist floor, which I don't recommend. This is true. Um, A a flooded basement, fine. Moist floor, no, never. Honey, her her basement's flooded and her attic is empty. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're gonna get a name more the the bo- introducing the body without a mind <laughs> and a sump pump without a gunt. She originated the role, a classic diva. It's Tasha Cole. You know, back then there wasn't there wasn't a YouTube, you know, video on how to do your makeup or how to do padding. I mean I was the Johnny Appleseed of hip pads because when I started wearing hip pads, everybody made fun of me, but I had really big shoulders and I swear I never looked more like a man than in a dress. So er, because my shoulders were so big. So that's kind of where the big shoulders hair need and the big, hips, girl, girl, I was like, I don't, I wanted to notice how big my ass is, not how big my shoulders are. So I started Vonda Delane helped me cut and style my first set of hip pads and then i i morphed from there but the whole time i was traveling nobody wore hip pads back then and i would go and they would go oh and i would cut hip pads and make hip pads for people and now it's like everybody freaking wears hip pads you know you're the johnny apple seed of johnny apple seed of of drag pads (laughs) thank you for that oh honey don't you because i let me tell you, back in the days when people were not wearing pads, there was some rough-looking boys in a dress call. A standard category in every pageant is evening wear or gown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are, are we talking? Are, are male entertainer pageants included in this? Because of course, th- those okay. Yeah. Of course, yes, yes. So evening They're- wear. The evening wear, um, stage question and answer, and production talent. Okay. So there's usually, sometimes there's like solo talent where it's just you. Then there's production talent where you can have 45 dancers. But no fire. And you cannot do Britney Spears' I'm a Slave for You from the VMAs. So don't even bring Banana the Anaconda. Don't uh, even bring uh, it. Tranica already turned in her music for that. <laughs> um. I have a question. I thought in my head when I was looking at it, production talent was like the production number that all the girls do together. Oh, maybe is, that's what it is. Um, I wasn't sure, but um, uh, my sources are telling me Dipper yes, is, is saying correct. yes. According to our sauces. <laughs> Secrets the street the is the place to go. <laughs> uh, tonight, for the first time, the sponsors will be typically <laughs> presenting uh, a sponsorship package, which... Uh, is beneficial to a girl in some way, either in money, services, uh, rhinestones, crystals, products, beauty pageant uh, necessities that are in exchange for advertising in the back of a program or a personal shout out from the stage. Right. Um, Some pageants require that you get your gowns from specific designers. So, girl, okay, work. Yes. this this is now re- morphing into the drag race system for sure because uh they they drag race is one of those pageants and contestants and competitions that uh does tell the girls you can't wear that anymore because they make you send in your pictures beforehand now for outfits and they're like oh you can't use him they're, they're yeah so they're getting more rules as they go too um wow. there's a whole like economic system linked to advertising in the program too with sponsoring a queen designer gowns and other vendors connected to the pageant it's um you know all, all the hands wash each other in the pageant world i feel like 
Don't you know that this hand washes that one too? <laughs> um, so that's like okay. So there's a there's a lot of rules. That's generally an overview of how it all works. Um, but we're going to be hearing from our, our our dear pageant veterans throughout this series that there are so many details and specific situations connected to each pageant system. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of unwritten rules, too, that we don't know about that these girls are going to talk about. Like, you know, oh, if, if you don't have um, if you don't if you don't have this color tights on or if you can't see your mm. toes or when you're wearing an open toe shoe, like there's right. so many little things that are unwritten that you're just supposed to know off the top of your head. Um, the rest of the rules are unwritten. <laughs> Why uh, don't we take a break and um, then we'll um, talk some more about about Patch Podge. Patch Podge. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And- I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, 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 bop. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we, You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Love that seller sync. They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby!
from the great city of Columbus, Ohio, the perky, poised, and picturesque Nina West. So for Entertainer of the Year, when you do a final night gown, there's really no setup time. And so you're supposed to run on stage, the curtain's down, you run up on stage, and you, you get set. And the contestant before me was so rotted and bitter towards I had done so well over the Alaska, weekend. Alaska, you didn't tell me you did the pageant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, but she was so mad at me for just kind of being there and doing well. And we were getting set. And I turn over and I look and she looks at the guy who's raising the curtain. And she, and she goes, oh, she's ready. And the curtain started <sighs> to open. And it was all of a sudden, like, everyone started to like throw their hands on me. And I was like, hurry, 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 hurry. And, like It was like frozen like that. So if you watch that curtain open, you can see just for a moment, everyone's kind of shifting underneath and it's frozen. Yeah, and I then, just watched it before we signed on. And there's like a little, <laughs> you think you feel like there's a breeze or somebody farted under there. <laughs> Well, and then we got off stage. So we got a standing ovation. People go nuts. Oh, they They're were losing, losing their it. mind. Losing yeah. their mind. Almonds, and then, cashews, macadamias, we, everywhere. We, we walk, I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and we walk off stage in that, in the, as they form the train. And I'm walking into the wing. And I see that same entertainer. She had this gorgeous beaded necklace. And it was on a, and she was on a ramp. She goes, ah. it was like, have you, do you remember um, in Tu Wong Fu, the opening? Um, Joey when, Arias. When he, when he, <laughs> she goes, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. ripped off her jeweled necklace. She ripped it off and she was walking down the hallway and all of those beads started rolling down the ramp. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess we did well. <laughs> I know that you've been a longtime admirer of pageants. What was your first pageant oh, yes. that you remember seeing? Was it in person oh, or the gosh. internet or YouTube? For me? Personally, it was the Miss Pegasus pageant, which was just to, you know, it was to represent Pegasus, the bar in Pittsburgh. Oh, the Peggy Page. The Peggy Page. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be a great idea since it was my second time doing drag. I thought it would be a great idea to enter this pageant where I got, shall we say, a dog walked. (laughs) (laughs) I I heard Sharon had to pick you up at the shelter after. Girl, I didn't know her then. It, it was a it was a no kill shelter. Before I knew her. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> so dead last. Dead last. What was your talent? Last. What was, was your like talent? Zombie. What was your I, talent? Uh, I dressed up like a circus freak. I I mean I love so every day. I love my every day wear. <laughs> Like a circus freak, and um, and I killed my um, circus master, and I ate his guts, and there was like spaghettios in his in his stomach, and I ate them. How fun! But now um, I'm gluten free, so I can't do this number anymore. Yeah, uh, it was a specific point in your life where you could express yourself through um, pasta substitute snacks. Yeah, exactly. From point shoes to stiletto heels, the queen of the north, Brooklyn Heights. One of the things I love about a pageant is there's always a monkey wrench, like that girl who comes in that no one really knows and just kind mm-hmm. of like, she's a little rough right. around the edges, but she burns the building and talent or something and everyone loves her. So I was that girl that year for both of those pageants. And that was like my yeah. introduction to like the American pageant world, which was crazy. Um, So yeah, like I, I did my black swan talent and I'll never forget it. Like when I did my reveal from white to black um and the audience just went ape shit they just went crazy and it was like this wall of noise coming at me and it was so cool and i mean i looked like a fucking mess like my like i look back at those pictures and like my gown was pretty but the hair the makeup like i had no clue what i was doing but i still got first runner up so that was cool and i it was like 
kind of what set me up for the rest of my life. So obviously I went, I went back the next year and that's the year I won. How about you? My first pageant that I remember watching fully was um, probably the one in Queen, in the Queen with uh, Mm. that flawless Sabrina put on. But the first pageant I actually experienced was California EOY 2010. And that was the one with Shangela Delta, uh, Detox, Mm, uh, Chad Michaels, uh, Lady K. Lots Every of girl. Shay Shay Larice was in it. Jasmine Masters. Everybody was in it. Every um, girl showed up for that one. And it was a great one. There were judges, scores thrown out. There was um, narcotics. <laughs> there was alcohol. There was blood. A girl busted her, her face open on the stage. We'll talk about that. Um, there's... There's nothing like a, a good dirty patch where like everything goes right and everything goes wrong. Shangela had 30 dancers. She won in Alyssa's gown, I think. It didn't fit her. Wow. Um, it was a great, great patch. I had a Segway that I rented from the Santa Monica Beach and drove all the way from Santa Monica to West Hollywood. Oh and my god. <laughs> it was at the House of Blues. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, and I wanted to enter the pageant because. At that point, Drag Race was on the air, and I was just, I was like, I'm not doing Drag Race. Mm-mm, I'm an actor. I'll just do this. This will be fun. It's and it was at a, it was at House of Blues where we already had. I'd been performing there for like a year or so with Trans K. So I was like, oh yeah, it's at the place I already work. They'll love me. I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was dead last. Well, uh, I'd love to pull up the score sheets, and I'd be happy to go over them with you, and we can tell you point Me by too. point where you Me too. Unfortunately, there's probably fecal matter from Aubrey O'Day <laughs> on it, because she was so sloppy. I'm sure she dr- she shit herself and threw up. Um, and did flip flaps on the floor, <laughs> honey. Um, did you've seen that pageant, right? So I've I've heard it's one of those pageants that's just so legendary. I've heard all the legends. I've seen, you know, clips. I remember Detox was like, wasn't she silver alien a silver alien? With actual spray paint. She was spray painted silver. Oh, and I think Six did God. her makeup. Um Six who wow. does Bob's makeup on We're Here, and she's a legendary queen in her own right. Um wow. but it was one of those pageants where there was so much going on between four floors of dressing rooms and girl Shangela had like that, uh, that Reba McIntyre illusion where you thought she was up on the balcony, but she was really on stage. And then everybody (laughs) was confused and she had at least, at least 15 to 80 backup dancers. I'm not sure of the number, but there were plenty of them. Every time the story gets told, the number gets bigger. And she, of course, it was a mix and there was strength worked into it. Strength, 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 strength. Oh, I got, got the strength, 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 strength. Uh-huh. Yes, it was course. all of that. There were pins left on the stage, plasma oh. on the stage, and plenty of else, everything else to go around with it. There's video clips all over the internet. I'm pretty sure um, Click Click Expose has a video of it for sale, or maybe even a DVD or Blu-ray, oh. okay, depending on work. your on your location. Um, but that for me was like my favorite time for watching pageant videos because it's like you I, I knew the judges. I respected some of the judges. There was like Erica there and like it was just like this prime time in pages where like they were like head to head with drag race 
and it was like right. old school versus new school a little bit. But like the the unifying factor between both competitions was you had to put on a good goddamn show. The dancing diva of the Deep South, she invented bucking as we know it today. It is the one and only Kennedy Davenport. I never saw myself as a pageant queen. You know, coming into the Drag Race Society threw me in that box. But I, I, every challenge that I won had nothing to do with pageantry. You know, it was all it was all comedy. And then I found myself being upset because everything was always about um everything was I had to be funny. Like we had always always had to make things to be funny. No, drag is not funny. You know, <laughs> and that's how I saw like girl, you know, I was like, drag is not funny. This is some serious shit. The Dallas Doll, master electrician and purveyor of drag excellence, Miss Asia O'Hara. I had seen drag for probably a year prior to this, and I um, was in the audience with some friends, and I liked drag. I wasn't doing drag yet. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? This is the <laughs> Super Bowl of drag. Yes. She comes, she's in the birdcage, in the feathers, and I was like, this is great. It closes, it reopens. She's in a blue gown with the white gloves, uh-huh. doing SOS Felicidad. It closes, it reopens. She's in a new costume. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and then to know that this queen financed, choreographed, designed, mixed, uh. sewed, feathered, rhinestoned every single part of this production blows my mind. To this day, it still blows my mind. And she I'm, probably welded that cage too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she probably did. Like, if you, Alexis Gabrashanton to me is the most iconic drag queen ever, ever. Yeah. And I think the tenacity of of drag performers as a whole, like for me, lives and breathes in that moment, knowing that that was that grand, um, and knowing that every single part of it was done with her own hands. For I think she said a year and a half, she prepared rhinestoning every dancer's costume, the shoes, the bow ties, the gloves, feathering the fans, oh. building the cage. And then to like know that you had the like audacity to pack all of that into a truck and drive it across the country for a drag pageant, I, I, it blows my mind. starting from the very beginning of pageantry so we must discuss the iconic and legendary documentary the queen it's currently streaming on netflix it's also on youtube uh with some mm-hmm. sort of cyrillic subtitling um and a couple <laughs> of a couple of lapses in audio but you get what's going on it's a rigged page that uh flawless sabrina pr- put on and had filmed um yes and it, it was from 1968 and mm. it was directed by frank simon and narrated by sabrina And um, it depicts the experiences of drag queens organizing and participating in the 1967 Miss All-America Camp Beauty Contest held at New York City's Town Hall, which is a a spot that's still a home to drag queens. We performed there, you know, last year. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, This was first released in the United States in June 1968 to generally positive reviews. It was subsequently screened in France, Netherlands, Denmark, and Finland. The film was revived in January 2013 at New York Film Forum, followed by a 4K restoration screened during the 2019 Melbourne International Film Festival. I love this movie. I am beautiful and I know I'm beautiful. Me too. This went to Cannes um, and of course, uh, Rachel Harlow was right there front and center with Sabrina. Um, She was kind of the ingenue of the whole piece and the film was built around her. Um, She didn't do much in the film notably. I mean, there's an intro with her and there's an outro. There's her pouting in a bed and Sabrina yelling at her. And Sabrina even says to her, um, she said, you're, you're behaving like a little child and you're not that little. And it's, it's a big night. It's all you've ever wanted. But that doesn't mean anything. Um, it's one of those things where you could tell that Sabrina organized it for Harlow to win, including, arra- right. including arranging for her to get a wig that same day when she didn't have one that she liked. So... It's, Girl, the riggery goes back to the beginning here for sure. The page was deeply pulled, and just imagine if you haven't seen this, just imagine the year 1967. Okay, and there is this is a group of young gay queer people who show up to a hotel in 1967 Mm -hmm. they show up to a hotel to get up in drag and do a drag pageant in 1967 this is like this is i mean it was it's so inspiring to look at these kids and they are still they were acting the way we do today i mean carrying on singing to each other in the in the uh in the hotel rooms doing um, may ordering numbers Right, ordering up Two some bottles drinks. Two bottles of scotch. Where's the spirit gum? I must have the... <laughs> I need spirit gums and toothpicks. Toothpicks don't grow on trees, you know. <laughs> it's, it's... With a, I'm just so glad there was a camera crew in this moment because it it's really, really inspiring to see, like, you can, you can make fucking being gay illegal. You can make cross-dressing illegal. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want, but, but fucking cross-dressers will find a way. Always. And the straight people yes. found a way to to patronize um, the 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 drag establishment that a lot of these people worked at. Um, the the Kennedys had been there um, mm-hmm. at 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 some of these things. Uh, there were uh, who was it? Uh, Grace Kelly's brother, John Kelly. He was an Olympian. He had an affair with Rachel Harlow, the winner of this, and mm. his mother said that she would disown him. If uh, he married Rachel, so they never got married. But Rachel went on to own a place in Philadelphia called um, Harlow's on Twenty Second and Market, uh, Philly work. girl. Um, and she used to work all over in the area. Um, she had a French a French restaurant with her ex husband. She worked in AC a lot. She was a, a legend in the tri state area. Um, but in this film, she didn't do much other than play along and look beautiful. Right. She was right. She was definitely like the young Meg Ryan, ingenue, Gorge, Blake Lively character. Yeah, definitely. The the point system for this film is twacked. There's <laughs> a five point walk, a five I point for it. talk, five point for bathing suit, five for gown. So far, that's twenty. Five for makeup and hair, twenty five, 
and then an all around 10 for beauty. So oh, for beauty. Just for beauty. Honey. Yeah. Honey, I'm banking on the 10 points for beauty, darling. Well, you better uh, go to a credit union then, dear. <laughs> a lot of the guys. A lot of the girls, it seemed like, were just there to, like, have fun. Because how, like, opportunities like this did not, it did not come around a lot back then. And so, like, they were having such a good time hanging out. And the swimsuit category. So, wait, they all had to walk in the same black swimsuit. That's what old old school beauty pageants used to do the same, though. The regular ones with girls, they were all in the same swimsuit, too. Could you fucking imagine? I can't. And so the one queen is like, no, I'm not doing that. And so she walks after the category in a black trench coat, and uh, which I thought was a very fierce and inspiring moment. 101 pounds of fun. (laughs) She's my little honey bun. That queen is my favorite. It's like Jinx Monsoon meets Ginger Minj. This show tune queen who, who sticks her chin out so far to even gain an inch of neck. Um, mm-hmm. And she's lovely. She I, also notable is Miss Chicago plucking chest hairs one by one and then moving her sash to cover the ones that she couldn't get. Um, and there's some really fascinating conversations about like the the draft, which was happening oh, at this time for yeah. Vietnam and Korea, I guess, or whatever war was going on then. I don't know much about wars, but my drag is fierce. Right. Um, uh, the, the contestants are all... They're sharing hotel rooms. They're teaching each other how to glue down their brows. They're showing off all the looks they brought. I fuck. I, it's really, it's really such a heartwarming movie if you haven't watched it. Okay, so okay, just watching what, them put on their makeup, like seeing the old school products they had to use. Yeah, that's. It's like, there was n- yeah there was no Amazon. There was no eBay. There was no YouTube. This was all just whatever you could get your hands on. So most of the girls had one wig for the whole night. A lot of the girls were sharing, uh, you know, supplies and, and secrets. They were uh, squeezing into dresses uh, from a costume shop. Mm-hmm. Um, makeup and wigs, girl, much <laughs> harder to come by. And lots and- of scotch tape. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I don't Which know if they order two bottles of, of scotch to dip the tape into, but <laughs> those girls were taping. They were taping their foreheads up to their wig caps to gain um, that good Kendall Jenner fox eye lift moment. Exactly. Um, and but- luckily, the wigs have a good little rolled bang to cover mm-hmm. all the taping areas. Little sweetheart moment in, in the bang. Long bang, heavy powder, head down, walk fast, no spook. Yeah. Um, the... The girls also employed lots of dark, smoky eyes. Um, mm. It was just like a heavily lidded moment. Uh, bangs, natural leave outs, uh, falls, switches, updos, right. all these things. Um, and, and this is, can you, I, I'm, I'm, it's so wild that there's a camera crew here for this because, okay, Harlow is this very, like, naturally beauty, beautiful, young, blonde mm-hmm. uh, queen, okay, shows up, and at the last minute, oh, my, I, I don't like, my, my wig isn't working. And so who jumps in to get her hair together but the pageant organizers? <laughs> 
They are <laughs> scrambling, running around on the phone, looking up in the phone book, trying to find a wig at the last it's minute. It's a matter of it- life or death. <laughs> they literally say that on the, the phone. The pageant organizers are helping get this contestant who wasn't prepared together. Okay, so we're okay. Scratch that's a head scratcher, but okay, work. It, it was so known that this was rigged that a couple of the girls, um, like Monique, Monique told Crystal LeBeja not to go because she said it right. was rigged and she said all the pu- true beauties didn't attend. Monique did attend, but she didn't attend as Sabrina's guest, she attended as Crystal's guest. She was Crystal's friend that night. You know, when you have right. a friend there and you're like, No, you're not talking to her, you're my friend tonight. <laughs> It was definitely that moment for Miss Monique. Um, But Harlow was the NBW, which is the natural beauty wonder of the evening. And Mm -hmm. she, you know, Sabrina organized this. She knew what she was doing in advance. She knew that she was going to make this a movie or documentary. And rigged as it was and unfair as it was, thank God she did it. Because this is like the only thing we have from this time of this right now. Yes. And it was very clear that... Uh, Flawless Sabrina, it was her intention to, okay, I'm going to bring in Harlow because we're ha- we're filming a, a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be about Harlow. But the movie actually ends up being about Crystal LaBeja because Crystal LaBeja sees all this romper room fuckery going on. She sees the riggery. She sees that it's completely fixed for Harlow to win. And so Crystal LaBeja throws... A fit at the mm-hmm. end. She doesn't she doesn't win and she walks off stage and the camera crew follows her and we in turn get one of the most iconic, memorable drag queen reading moments of of drag history. You I, and it's it it's evidenced why Crystal was feeling plucked because Harlow had better mm-hmm. lighting for her close-ups. She had more screen time. She had more coverage on stage. Just from the shots that they show of her, you could tell they had way more coverage of her on stage. And anybody who was there, I'm sure, saw the writing on the wall. Um, and yeah. Crystal is named fourth runner-up, and she is Modisha Jenkins. She Mad. walks off the stage mm-hmm. once they start calling the top three. Um, and Crystal, uh, Sabrina says, Crystal, where are you going? This is not the time to show temperament. Your your colors are showing, um, which sounds racist, um, but, you know, different time. Uh, but at the end of the night, Crystal is telling everyone how rigged it was and that she's going to sue them if she sees any footage of herself. You can take all the pictures right. you want, darling, um, but I'll sue. I'll sue the fool. I'll sue the bitch. I will sue. No, I didn't sign any release. And if she releases any bitch on me, I will sue the fool. She won't make money off of my name, John. She listen, listen, you're beautiful. You're young. You deserve everything the best in life. I don't say she's not beautiful, but she wasn't looking beautiful tonight. She doesn't equal me. Look at her makeup. It's terrible. I am beautiful, and I know I'm beautiful. She looked bad. Exactly. Like, she, she went reads, in. And she lets have, and that's the fucking movie. That. And Crystal did look amazing. She Sickening. had Diamante. She had like smoky lined eyes, a giant up to, she looked like Aja in Snatch Game. She looked just like this otherworldly sickening beauty. Um, I didn't see the crown that Harlow got. Did you see it? I don't know. I don't, I don't recall. Me neither. I don't remember. I think it was small. I don't remember 
it being notable of anything. Um, and Crystal says that Harlow's not going to get any money because she's Sabrina's friend. So who even knows? <laughs> but um, Crystal, uh, Har- Ra- Rachel is still alive. She's now known as wow. um, Rachel Bilbuat. Um, I work. And Flawless Sabrina went on to like be the the advisor for movies like Myra Breckenridge and Midnight Cowboy films that had like mm. an LGBT slant back then. So she'd been doing it for a long time. Um, it's 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 wonderful that we have this. And it it's is something that you should watch if you haven't watched it. If you're listening to this and you're, oh my god, look at my pen! It's got a fake nail on it. <laughs> Just Aww, somehow, girl, this is like of that's course. God being like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 movie of the Queen ends with Harlow at Port Authority with one little suitcase getting on the bus back to Philly. Which, honey, I know yeah. that route. I've ridden that route. It's a, it's very good. Um, it's required viewing. Mm-hmm. So get treat yourself and give it a watch. It's called The Queen. Um, it's on Netflix or on YouTube. And thank you for listening to us this week That for your required listening. As we move forward through the next eight installments of Pageant Pod, there are so many amazing visual references that we're going to be talking about. So we will, of course, post these things to the Mom Podcasts page on Instagram for your viewing pleasure. So make sure to go give that account a follow because you won't want to miss that. And also, we're going to put together a YouTube playlist with recommended videos and clips for you to watch if you want to really get into the deep dive with us. And you will. So head on over to Forever Dog YouTube channel and check out our Pageant Pod YouTube playlist. Obviously, this is not required viewing to listen to the pod but if you really want to immerse yourself in the experience you'll want to go check that out and there's some really amazing moments so don't miss it next week we'll be talking about miss continental with special guests candace kane nasha lopez and brooklyn heights and we will also talk about the documentary the queens which is available to watch at thereporters.org so get ready for next week and all things miss continental she is your miss west end debut 2021 hailing from an airbnb in the fine city of london it's willem and please celebrate your reigning roy g biv bbt 2021 representing morph suits everywhere it's alaska i'm sorry but that morph suit is not up to regulation it is not up to regulation (laughs) it it buttons on the left it buttons on the left (laughs) thank you and good night forever Pageant Pod is a forever dog and moguls of media production hosted by Alaska and Willem. Produced by Big Dipper and Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound designed by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli. Alaska Thunderfuck. Big Dipper. Brett Bowen. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey.